It was four years ago. It was December 15th, 2017, when Barry and Honey Sherman were found dead by their real estate agent in their mansion on Old Colony Road near Bayview Avenue and Highway 401 in Toronto. Barry Sherman was founder of C- and CEO of the pharmaceutical firm Apotex, a generic drug maker. The couple were philanthropists and well-known members of Toronto society. Investigators said Barry and Honey were found dead in the lower-level pool area of their home, reportedly hanging by belts from a railing on the pool deck and wearing their clothing. Now, late last year, investigators said they had a person of interest that had been identified in the case, but we don't have any arrests so far. And this morning, a major development in this case is today police release a video of an unidentified person walking out front of a home near the Sherman home on Old Colony Road, And interestingly, police call this man, who you cannot identify, just sort of see a silhouette of, they call him a suspect. Here's Detective Sergeant Brandon Price. We are not able to provide you with any certainty, the person's age, weight, or skin color. However, through photogametry performed, we have been able to determine that the suspect in this video is standing between 5 foot 6 and 3 quarters and 5 foot 9 and a half inches. Catherine McDonald is Global News crime reporter, was at that press conference, and Catherine, I was watching it, uh, and your question was, what was, the first one was on my mind as well, which is, why now? Why release this video now? What did police say, Kath? Yeah, they, they talked about the, the benefit of releasing this video. They have to weigh it very carefully, you know, thinking about other cases like the one I covered last week, which was a terrible, you know, murder where a shooting was caught on camera. Police released that video of this man being shot to death, and it was a terrible video. It was very, really quite graphic, you know, only a few months later. But in this case, they, I, I, I grilled, uh, you know, the head of the homicide squad on this after. I said, what, like, why? Why wait so long? He said, well, just for us to isolate and find this one person who, by the way, we don't know if it's a man or a woman. Um, we assume it's a man, but it could be a woman for all we know. So he said we had to eliminate dozens of other people who were seen uh, walking uh, up and down the street. What's, what's sort of interesting about this person, this now considered a suspect, is, is that this person is seen walking along Old Colony Road, and then uh, he, he sort of disappears, and then uh, that's around the time that the Shermans were murdered, which was, by the way, on December 13th, two days before they were discovered in their home. And then this man emerges. And so um, one thing we know is we don't believe that the Shermans had video on their home or in their home. But we do believe that based on all the cameras in the area, this person can be seen walking into the home, into this area um, of, you know, the, where, they folk, where the home is. He disappears or she disappears, pr- presumably either through the front door or, the, or maybe through the back, into the backyard. And then uh, sometime later, this person emerges and leaves that area. And, and you know, Detective Sergeant Brandon Price said it's very suspicious activity. He wouldn't get into the timeline of how long this person is in the area or what time, except to say in the evening hours of December 13th. And so this is a big, a big break. And they've been trying to identify this person. Uh, I, I heard from uh, the, the inspector that they did uh, these cell phone dumps, which is uh, where they basically uh, stand in the area with a cell phone, and they go. They they ask for a search warrant. Uh, they get a search warrant from a judge on every tower to get the names of any anyone on their phone in that area, and they get thousands of names, and they try to cross reference 
whether that person, you know, is the person uh, who might have been standing on the road. Complicated stuff. I think they did everything they could, and now they're at the point where, you know, here we are four years later, let's release this. Is it a bit of a Hail Mary? Maybe. And this person, if they're even in the country anymore, um, you know, who knows if anyone's going to identify them or be able to say, yes, I know who this person is because of the way this person walks. There's this gate to this video where the person seems to be dragging his or her right foot as as they walk along Old Colony Road. What, What was interesting about, and you talk about Hail Mary, because, first of all, there wasn't really a clear answer to your question about why now. But there was a lot of defensiveness on the part of the homicide squad saying, you know, it's not like nobody's working on this thing. We're, we're out here. We're actually working. It was, there was a lot of that in the press conference. Well, look, they've done, they've, you know, Kevin Donovan has written a book about this case. And we know that uh, he's, uh, you know, gone to court to try and unseal sort of documents to show that really... At this one is a Toronto point, Star you know, reporter, Kevin Donovan. I'll just interrupt you. Toronto Go ahead, Star keep reporter. going. Yeah. Uh, yes, did I say the star? I hope I did. Anyway, Kevin Donovan, you know, I think has reported that at one time there was only one detective working on this case. Uh, really one of the most high-profile murder cases that I can remember in, in, in my career, and I've been at Global 21 years. So uh, I, I think there's been a lot of criticism as to whether the police have worked on this case hard enough. If you remember at the beginning, Detective Sergeant Brandon Price, on the night uh, they were discovered, the Shermans in their home, he said there was no sign of forced entry, and they, they weren't looking for any suspects, which led to a lot of uh, you know, people guessing that this might have been a murder-suicide, which upset the family greatly. So they've been under fire, under criticism from the beginning and the way they've dealt with, you know, handled this case. Um, I think the family's been critical of the Toronto police. As you know, they had their own investigator, Brian Greenspan, who, who conducted a parallel investigation. The last time I was here for an update was, in fact, two years ago. And I looked back. And that was when the police announced that the, Sherm, uh, the Greenspan investigation had, had wrapped up and the police were now basically going to be contacting anyone who had ever called that tip line. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, this is an interesting development, a huge development. But, yeah, you wonder why, why four years? Um, why didn't we do it on the third year anniversary? Last year came and went with, you know, I don't think we even discussed this case because there was nothing new as far as we knew. But they've now decided to release it. Maybe it's at the urging of the family, uh, but we, we won't know that because that discussion with the children is private. And by the way, the children are still offering a $10 million reward for an arrest in, in, the case, in this case. So that's interesting. We don't have a lot of time left, Kat, but what stood out to me was, like, why did they not say person of interest? Police are always so careful, and the, the terminology of suspect indi- would indicate that there's, there's more than just this video that they have. Yeah, I mean, look, in talking to investigators after the, the news conference, it sounds to me like they have video of this person walking up to the house, into the, into the backyard, I think, presumably, and then leaving, you know, sometime later. And that's what's so suspicious. I think that this person has been a suspect all along, um, and we just didn't know about it. And now they're telling us that, yeah, he's our suspect, and uh, because there is other video that likely shows him uh, going into that area. It's off camera. They... they there's, there's little doubt to me that they have, they don't have a lot of video from the actual uh, old Colony Road scene, from the crime scene, but they have video all around, and I think, uh, based on what they have, they believe this person entered that home. Catherine, looking forward to your update tonight on Global News at 5.30 and 6. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Catherine McDonald, who is our Global News uh, Toronto crime reporter, and watch her story tonight on Global News at 5.30 and 6. Just a... 
a pretty significant, you got to say, I mean, regardless of the timing and why now, because I think that's part of this story too, but nevertheless, this is the most significant update we have had, as Kath says, at least in two years on this case.